you'll be like poking a bear by the time we yeah. get to falcon and the winter soldier oh my god I, i'm already like pretty close so yeah <laughs> it's not a bird it's not a plane it's superhero slate it's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great like movies tv superheroes it's superhero slate Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV movies. Movies, yeah, that's what I meant to say. And superheroes, so let's talk it all out. We swear we're not drunk. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, we've got our first Shang-Chi teaser trailer. Dang straight. I'm not going to tell you I called it, (laughs) but I so fucking called this last week. Good job, Chris. Pat's on the back. I need need this win right now, Mike. You know I do. Uh, Modoc arrives on Hulu next month. We got another trailer for you to look at there. Uh, Jeff Loeb uh, clinging to the yeah. to the podcast. Anyway, he can't. He, he, yeah, goddamn. I was talking about Inhumans to someone yesterday. I just. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, Mortal Kombat gets its reboot on HBO Max and in theaters. We watched it. We'll let you know how it is and more. Yes, and of course we will be talking about the finale of falcon and the winter soldier but we've placed that nicely and neatly at the end of the show so the finale of the episode yes if you haven't had a chance to uh watch it yet you know you will be at least uh protected by minutes and time codes until we Mm -hmm. get down to there but you know if you run into the to the spoilers it's just your own problem we're giving you all this heads up you know you probably like got like what maybe like a good 45 minutes until we until we start uh talking about that right exactly and and the, the worst part is again i work on fridays and I don't get to wake up and watch Falcon or watch it on my lunch break, uh, Falcon Winter Soldier. Uh, and, uh, you know, like the hardest things, like the last episode, like with WandaVision, thank God I got to wake up. But like Falcon, I'm like, don't click on any links. Don't go to Twitter. Don't go to Reddit. Don't do anything in case something happens because the finale is usually so the, the, the next stuff. So anyways, Mike, um, I'm high energy. I just downed an energy yeah. drink uh, yeah. after, while we were recording that Mortal and, Kombat thing. Yeah, and you're on an empty stomach. Chris is a lean, mean commentary machine right now. He has already told me he is fantasizing about the food he's going to eat once we're done uh, recording. Because we just it's... finished, like you said, recording the Mortal Kombat uh, uh, spoiler yeah. cast. So uh, I started throwing uh, Taco Bell ideas at him. He's got uh, tabs I, well, open. He's looking at food. It, talking about potatoes. That. It's crazy. Mike was like, here. what do you want? And I said, Taco Bell. For, and he's like, well, I wanted it last night, and I, I still want it today. And I'm like, God damn. So, he, so now you know, I'm, I'm looking at the, the Taco Bell online menu, and it's just driving me nuts. It's like, you know, like, I, I, it's hard to explain. Like, you know, when you want something so bad, it's like the day before, like, an Avengers movie or something. You're like, you're salivating for it. Like, yeah. I can't wait. And and that's how I feel about dinner tonight. Um, It's been one of those days uh, we've had a guest staying over. Uh, we're all vaccinated. You know, got to be careful. Uh, so we're all fully vaccinated and um and, you know when someone comes over what do you normally do you go out for brunch you know what i had for brunch uh a pitcher of mimosas mike so you know, that's, <laughs> that's how the day started and now so you're, you're you're running on mimosas and energy drinks right now with an empty yeah. stomach and we're about to talk about uh um a lot of nerdy stuff here so i hope mm-hmm. i hope yeah i hope you got the fuel in you man i am i'm coming in strong uh, if anything i might <laughs> peter out by the end of it but i'm coming in strong and, you know, I'm going to go ahead and segue into this because, you know, the title of what you're about to talk about is something no one has ever called me before. 
So, <laughs> well, I was gonna say if you if you need a chance to mellow out, uh, cozy on up to HBO and check out a show that I believe started airing in 2016. But this show is based on some Vimeo shorts. I believe that's where they originally started. That's a show called High Maintenance. I am incredibly late to the party on this one. There's a good chance that you've heard about this, watched it already. I'm just getting around to watching a uh, High Maintenance, and I thought I'd uh, bring it up on the show because it's it's a very interesting format of a TV show that I haven't quite come across before so the show is about uh, a like a weed dealer in new york city and this is kind of uh before the time i, I think new york just started uh, legalizing record recreational or at least new jersey or something i don't know exactly what's happening on the on the east coast but it's still technically illegal in this show so it's just about like just a, a chummy weed dealer who rides around uh, new york city on his bicycle and just delivers weed to uh different characters uh, around the city and uh he's almost like an incidental character in his own tv show so each show is about these different people that are ordering weed or come across this guy and he just kind of pops in and out every once in a while. So it's this kind of interesting formula of just like, it's more like, let's make a TV show where we get to explore just very interesting people and their lives in a little microcosm of like 30 minutes in New York City. But every once in a while, this guy might deliver weed to them or maybe uh, his bike will brush their path or something like that. So. We just started watching it. It's pretty fun. It's pretty creative. A lot of people, I've heard really positive things. And, it, it, you know, surprise, surprise, we are uh, four days out uh, from 420. So I think you can guess why we decided to start watching it at this time of the year. So Come on, tell, uh, me, tell go, me why. <laughs> so go check out <laughs> High Maintenance on uh, HBO slash HBO Max, or, you know, wh- wherever AT&T is uh, streaming content to you uh, because uh, they own it now. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, Chris. I have not known. This is, this is the first time I've come across it, at least that I know of. Um, mind you, I, I may have, uh, you know, uh, heard of it before. I just don't know it off the top of my head. Yeah, it, it's 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 pretty funny. It's it's definitely got a comedic tone all the way through it. A, a, li- a little bit of a drama, but it's overall pretty good. But uh, the other thing that I was watching uh, this week, uh, just because uh, server queues, uh, you know, server issues, uh, downloading lots of data is the the new season for Call of Duty Warzone. Uh, if you're uh-huh. a Warzone player out there, uh, they nuked Verdansk. They nuked. Uh, I know they didn't nuke Rebirth Island, but Rebirth Island is gone. We've traveled back in time to the 80s of a, of a past for dance where the, the the TV station's gone and now there's like an array tower. The dam's missing and now it's some sort of like a mountain control center. Uh, it's the buildings a, have it's gotten shorter. Yeah. <laughs> everything's, the, well, the col- gotten, everything's gotten the, greener. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, the color palette's really changed from what I've noticed. Everything's like, the buildings are fresher, right? This is when everything was alive in this fabulous <laughs> yeah, city of Verdansk. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. I, I really only bring it up because I feel like this is a creative solution. Like, uh, like, like you bring up, like you've told me about Fortnite before. The fan bases for these, uh, for these free battle royale games are just absolutely uh, atrocious. You can never, uh, you can never appease any of them. The game will always be trash. The game will always be canceled. The game will always be Dead over. game. But they'll always go back to it and uh, keep playing it. So I just thought it was a creative solution of just like, oh, how do you kind of refresh this map? Oh, take it back in time, which means we don't Mm -hmm. need to do all of this QA on a brand new map and like figure out how it's going to lay out. It's the exact same layout. We're just going to tweak the different areas. But since it's kind of like this Eastern European fictitious city, 
a lot of stuff really looks like it originated from the 80s just to begin with, even in 2020. So you'll be walking around in some areas and just like, oh, they didn't have to change anything because this has kind of always looked like the 1980s. So I, I just wanted to give it a shout out because I just thought it was a creative solution to a problem mm-hmm. of just like, how do we give them a new map without literally making a, a brand new map? But I'm trash at Warzone. I don't really play it that often. But I, I think I realized today as I was dabbling a little bit in it, um, when brand new season starts, are great times to play because not only are you getting like a double XP weekend, you get a lot of new and returning players to the game who haven't played in a while and you can actually win some gunfights because like if, you, if you're playing like mid-season or late in a season the only people still playing the game are like these uh are these like sweaty are these sweaty gamers that just take the game super seriously and i'll i'll die in every single gunfight and it's not fun anymore so i'll probably play a war zone for maybe another week or so and then I'll hop back on to Final Fantasy VII Remake, and then thanks to uh, the dil- the diligent eyes of you, I downloaded uh, Horizon Zero Dawn for free on uh, on the PlayStation Network. Um, and also a shout out to the website CD Keys, which seems like a shady website, but you can get like a 50% oh, yeah. off PlayStation subscription there, and they're totally legit. I've been buying all of my PlayStation um, Plus subscriptions so- from them. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I will double down on that. I agree. I get my PlayStation Plus from there. I actually believe I bought... Um, my Call of Duty Black Ops key from there for my mm-hmm. my thing, or uh, another so it'd be Iniba E N E B A. Um, they look sketchy, but those keys work and they they back them up. So we'll always check that. I would say the cool thing about um Call of Duty that um Warzone the update for season three is going back in time is literally the uh, assets for this game are in um, Black Ops Cold War, which is set in the eighties as well. So mm-hmm. um so I think that's cool. It feels like it's not just like oh. You know, it solves Mike's problem while also fitting into the main game as well. You're like, oh, mm-hmm. that game was in it the is, 80s, so it is kind of it is kind of weird, and it's kind of hard to connect lore to a battle royale game because the concept of a battle royale where you drop in on this island just doesn't make doesn't really make any narrative sense. But the whole reason Verdansk was nuked to begin with was it was overrun by zombies. But uh, Verdansk was uh, uh, created out of the normal modern warfare timeline, which is very realistic absolutely nothing supernatural involved at all in the normal call of duty games and it's only the black ops games that deals with the zombies so it's like you're playing like this battle royale game that's very rooted in reality and you're destroying an entire map because of zombies because of another franchise that uses zombies so it's all very confusing i feel bad for anybody who tries to keep track of the lore and i don't really care about the lore but you know i'm having fun, i'm having some fun sniping some people from across the map so that's all i really do when i when i'm in the game to be honest yeah yeah it's fun well, I'm going to swap gears over to the Avengers game um, mm-hmm. this week. You're is, still having, playing that, Chris? I think you're the only person still playing this game. I, I can guarantee you I'm not because I've been matchmaking with all these people uh, recently. And the reason uh, there's a high spike this week is the it's called a Tachyon Anomaly event. And I say those words to you and you're going to look at me like I'm stupid. But this <laughs> is the mode that people wanted it at launch, but they've made it work into the storyline where you can have multiples of the same character in a level now. Um, because of uh, Tachyon Anomaly, the, the, the story in, involves time travel. So literally you can have different Hulks. I've been playing uh, Hulk leveling him up, and I had four Hulks in like eight levels or eight matches <laughs> yesterday alone. So if you can just imagine the gamma radiation off the ground, the debris flying everywhere, the Hulk pounding, it's fantastic to play as all these characters. Um, and then I lost uh, two Hulks, and we gained two Iron Men. So um, if you can imagine the Hulk debris and the Iron Man lasers and rockets going everywhere, it's just chaos and it's awesome. Um, And it really kind of highlights, you know, 
again, it, it, when they're trying to do like, again, you said like the storyline, trying to stick to the storyline and online, it's not what people want all the time, right? Like you want to play games the way you want to play them. And I think, you know, if they had the opportunity where, you know, you can play as multiple, like my favorite character is Thor by far. So I could, I could only, if I played a regular game before this, only one person could be Thor. And that sucks mm-hmm. if like everyone wants to play Thor, right? So this mode allows you to literally join up with your friends, join up with strangers and everyone be the character they want to play and play the whole level that way without any, uh, you know, any restrictions mm-hmm. like that. So that's been, that's been really fun. And they also, I think they, for this uh, purpose, they actually took the um, matchmaking level cap and went from like one to 100, like very vague. So like I was playing with literally a level one captain America earlier today. And I'm like, boy, you're gonna, you're not gonna like this, but it made my <laughs> Hulk who was like level 80 feel that much more powerful mm-hmm. taking down all these guys that were, that were ranked for his level. So, um, while people may not be playing Avengers, there's been free updates. Kate Bishop, Hawkeye, Black Panther and Wakanda are coming uh, later this summer. Spider-Man for the PlayStation owners, Mike. Um, you know, free content's great, and I think this tacky anomaly will... I think if you're on the fence or you've know, been off the fence, jump back in. I think you'll see a lot of things have changed, and you can play as any character without limitations uh, for that. So that's my pitch for anyone who has Avengers and, and that, or if they were waiting to, to pick it up, and they it's been on sale, I think, around between $20, $25 lately. Uh, this is a good time to do it. On the flip side of that is probably the the low point of my week. The lowest point of my entire week, Mike, was watching (laughs) the worst Mortal Kombat movie in the world. Not the new one. Mortal Kombat Annihilation from 1997. (laughs) Um, It wasn't 97, I believe. I'm going to have to look this up. Who knows? It's a very very 90s film, so you can say any year, Uh, I believe. Oh, my God. It's awful. It is bad. (laughs) Like, Like, it's a sequel. Yeah, 97. That uh, you know they re they they keep the main character Liu Kang they keep the main character Katana, but everybody else is recast. Um, they I mean there's no spoilers here. They go so far they kill Johnny Cage in the first two minutes of the movie. Like literally <laughs> snap his neck. They've I recast. Don't remember that? <laughs> oh oh yeah, it's even a recast Johnny Cage. Um, Raiden was recast by James Remar, also known as Dexter's dad, uh, from the, from the TV oh, show. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, there's characters like, um, Motaro, who's like a centaur dude. There's a forearm Shiva. You're like, they just did Goro. Like, why would you have this, this other lady? It, it's, it was, it was bad. It's real bad. Uh, the effects are awful. The story makes even less sense. And, um, it lacks what I think the new movie has. And that's, um, fatalities. So, um, it's just it's just no no fun. I will tell you, I, I was watching this movie with this with a, an intense eye. My wife's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "The guy who plays Shao Kahn looks familiar." And we keep going, we keep going. About twenty minutes later, I'm like, "He is Buffalo Bill in the Joe Dirt movie." So, is, the, are you talking about Shao Kahn from Mortal Kombat Annihilation or the new Mortal Kombat movie? Shao Kahn wasn't in the new one. Oh well, if that tells you how about yeah, these we're, we're, we're <laughs> Shao Kahn is the, the he's like the he's essentially like the ruler of Outworld, the king of Outworld. We didn't get mm. to see him yet, but like the actor Shao Kahn was literally the guy who played the, the you know it puts the Joe Dirt in the whole guy uh, from the Joe Dirt movie. I'm like, oh uh, okay, what what a what a what a swing in his, his career <laughs> from from Mortal Kombat Annihilation playing yeah. the muscle guy to this. So uh, I I'm gonna go ahead and tell you if you're gonna watch the old Mortal Kombat movies before the new one skip this one just just watch the original from 95 and this one will be completely fine um there are a bunch of movie clips on youtube if you just want to go watch those and see how bad it is the whole time because <laughs> you're gonna hate it you're gonna hate yourself 
Uh, even the character Jax in this one, like he gets arm upgrades, but they just go over his arms. And at the end of the movie, he just rips them off and then fights with his regular arms. So I'm like, this is, this is bullshit. <laughs> what then, was the point? Yeah. So the, the real fighter was in you the whole time. Like, that's, <laughs> that's what it was. But anyway, I watched that. I'm only saying this because it's going to kick off into our news, but I, 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 I messed up here and put our, we're taking a week off next week, everybody. Um, mm-hmm. Mike's calling it something else. He's calling it finals week. I'm calling it superhero slate finals week because uh, I I feel like we missed the window for spring break, Chris. That people, if you remember back into your college days, uh, it would be about finals week. You'd be wrapping up and you'd be uh, packing up your dorm and heading back to your parents' house here soon. Right. Or, um, you know, as my wife's a teacher, she doesn't do any of her final testing until late May, almost June. So how about this? How about this? Since it's the Kentucky Derby next week, can we call it the Superhero Slate Derby Break? Derby Break. I love it because it can be either horses or the hat, the derby type of hat. And I know there's hats at derbies. I'm talking about just the derby, totally devoid of horse racing. So Mm -hmm. uh, however you want to picture it, this is an audio medium. So use your imagination. We're we're taking a break next week. We've all got things (laughs) we're going to do that are going to put us in different places at the wrong time. So we've not taken a break since, what, almost two years ago now? I feel like we haven't Uh, taken a break in like six years just in general like spiritually so yeah. uh yeah yeah so we're gonna take a break if, if some I, I might i will say this if something pops up we could probably jump on the mic for like a half hour show it would have to be because, a, it would have to be monumental news but it, but it would have to be huge but i mean you know i'm not gonna rule that out because anytime we say that something big pops up that week so uh but yeah we're gonna take a, a break off next week hopefully everyone can enjoy either the kentucky derby or if you have a derby hat enjoy <laughs> that as well we're, we're in honor of this but anyway we both got to we were so blessed to have uh, uh, a subscription to HBO Max to be able to watch Mortal Kombat at home this weekend, Mike. Uh, both of us today, actually, right? This is refresh, mm-hmm. fresh today. Mortal Kombat. We um, did a spoiler-filled review over there because it is Mortal Kombat. There's nothing really new to it. Now we're we're here with our our regular spoiler-free review. Mike, sir, I will let you kick it off. This is going to be difficult because we totally avoided a spoiler-free review in our spoiler cast. We just jumped right into it. Uh, So I I, I guess I can just say this is just a a completely average summer uh, blockbuster movie to me. If this didn't have IP attached to it, this would be insanely forgettable and no one would ever remember it later down the line. And this would be like a free movie streaming on like the Roku channel, you know, but uh, since it's an IP, people are paying attention to it. It's connected to characters that people are familiar with. I, I don't really like the acting. I don't like mm. the story. Some of the fatalities are fun. Some of the fights are okay. Uh, Kano has some humorous moments, but... Yeah, overall, this this one was uh, not for me. Uh, I, I don't even think I would put this under the category of like kind of turn your brain off, just have fun, because I don't even think they really have that much fun themselves in the movie. So I'm very glad I did not have to pay for this film. It mm-hmm. just comes bolted in with the subscription of HBO Max, where I watch uh, plenty of other things. So getting my money's worth here. Uh, I know it sounds like I'm just beating this movie into the ground and, and I am, I'm finishing it. This is my fatality. I only saw one spine for a brief moment. That's the, the, the only spoiler I'll give you. So uh, I won't be in line for a sequel, but that being said, 
if the sequel is free in some aspect and I don't have to put a lot of effort into it, uh, yeah, I might watch it. But mm-hmm. that that's Mortal Kombat 2021 from me. It did kind of make me want to go back and watch the original Mortal Kombat just because I have nostalgia for it. I'm sure it's not really a great movie either, it, but at it, least I have nostalgia that might help prop it up a little bit. But yeah. that's about it. That's about it for me and Mortal Kombat 20, uh, 2021. I am, um, again, I, I'm going to use my, my favorite phrase for the day. We are the Mortal Kombat generation of, of people we grew up mm-hmm. with it we know what it is uh whether you're a fan or not we at least can talk coherently about mortal Kombat mm-hmm. with each other uh eileen i think you know mike you're more of a casual mortal Kombat person mm-hmm. um and i'm a mortal Kombat fan i played a lot of the games aficionado um, yeah i wouldn't go that far um I, I i joined really late on mortal Kombat 11 here mm-hmm. um because fighting games like your money's like are, am i gonna beat it the first day and like regret spending $60 or what, but you know, so I bought, I bought the ultimate. So I, I'm, I lean more to the fan. I grew up, you know, playing the game. So when I had my 10th birthday party, we had a sleepover and we watched both of the original movies. Like I love mortal Kombat. But this movie suffers from a lot of like, no, no real point of what's going on here. I'm trying not to spoil <laughs> anything. Um, like what is happening in this movie? Uh, it's a B movie. It's a, it's, it's all my, I would probably go to a C movie. So I'm really glad, you know, uh, it's making money in the theaters because it's the only movie out there right now. But like mm-hmm. you know, I'm I, I'm I'm kind of glad I didn't pay to go see it. But I would pay to have gone to see it if it was there because I lean into the again. I I love as, as a Mortal Kombat fan. I would like to watch this movie and hopefully get a second one that brings more to the table because this one just throws um for lack of a better phrase a bunch of shit at the wall and hopes <laughs> that it sticks. Uh, Mike, I, I think you can agree to agree with that. And, yeah, it's a, definitely a movie that is acting like it's going to get four more films. And it's like, oh, just wait. Stick around, fans. All the good stuff is coming in the next one. And it's just like, dude, I'm not even going to be here for the next yeah, one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think I wouldn't be here for the next one again. I, I think, you know, our, our difference between me and Mike is like, I think we feel the same. But like, you know, as a fan of the game franchise, I'm like, yeah, I could watch it. Um, just because I want to see the characters. I want to see the names, something something familiar and there are some things familiar if you played the games in this and you'll see that throughout but then there's also a bunch of new stuff that you're like what the hell were they thinking so um i'm, I'm gonna sit right in the middle a nice 50 percent um uh <laughs> if, if, if you're i'm just gonna say if you like mortal kombat games you might find some such to enjoy this movie but if you don't like the games you're gonna be like i don't waste your time just gonna go ahead and get that out of the way mm-hmm. So I think that that's a, a pretty good review. There's um, it's on HBO Max, like I said, for like Mike said, for free uh, with your subscription. So that's a plus, um, but not HBO Plus. That's that's not something they offer. But uh, I think you know if you can turn in, it's like what uh, was it an hour and a half, a little over an hour and a half. Yeah, it, it uh, seemed. Uh, it seemed the 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 last half of the movie was rushed, but the movie seemed too long. If that makes yeah. any sense. <laughs> yeah, and there are there's some fun characters and and. Um, some that stand out a little bit more than others. So I think I think you'll um, yeah, they'll, they'll agree with that. But yeah, so Mortal Kombat uh, now streaming 2021. I don't yeah. think the other ones are streaming anywhere. I think you looked that up the other day, didn't we? On uh, just yeah, watch? It's, it's streaming on Chris's home media server if you're lucky yeah. enough to have access to it. Yeah, no, and I guess I guess <laughs> you do, Mike. Uh, but no, it's fine. So yeah, so there's that. Moving along, we got a. Uh, we're gonna talk about a couple trailers this week. The first I want to talk about is the upcoming Modoc show, uh, the stop motion, almost claymation looking, but I'm pretty sure it's animated um, mm-hmm. series coming to Hulu um, uh, in May. And uh, this is the last remnant, or one of the two last remnants of the Jeff Loeb era of greenlit mm-hmm. stuff. But this has, I believe, 
the the benefit of a really good cast, Mike, that that makes me actually feel hopeful for this more than any other show that has come yeah. out. Yeah. That it series. has the possibility of staying power because you have the the uh, the star power that is uh, Pat Oswalt, which carries uh, a lot of weight here in the community that's going to be watching this type of show, and also it's it's animated, so you don't have to worry about any sort of live action jumbling of just like oh cloak and dagger or like a or a Netflix show or you know we never got that uh, brave what was it new brave new warriors new warriors brave warriors there, there, there was warriors, uh, there was new whatever it was um, called. Yeah, New Warriors was yeah. the Squirrel Girl thing. That yeah, yeah, yeah. You never have to worry about like the the muddiness of the live action or how it's going to play with the MCU. But you know, this is animated. You know, the, the fact that we're that we're seeing some uh, mainline kind of like triple A uh, Marvel heroes popping up in this trailer for this show. Mm-hmm. Goes goes to show you that they, yeah they're not worried about you know crossing streams with the uh, with the um, with the main universe. Yeah. This was funny because I didn't realize this new trailer had came out and this was one of those you know when you're watching YouTube and you don't have ad block, which basically means when you're watching who when you're watching YouTube on your TV and uh, you get the ads that pop up and it's just like who on earth is going to watch a two minute ad? I'm definitely going to skip that after five minutes. But the video that I was watching um, had the had the Modoc trailer and I was like oh I don't think I've seen this one yet so. Uh, 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 you're welcome, Claire Saffitz, uh, the uh, the uh, at-home chef. You got a whole two-minute uh, YouTube uh, ad payout for me because I watched yeah. this in front of a YouTube trailer. But I was like, yeah, I was pleasantly surprised to be able to greet it with this uh, when I wasn't expecting it. Yeah, and I've uh, linked the um, Jordan Blum version on Twitter, which uh, I believe it just doesn't bleep the word shit. So like, there's an <laughs> uncensored version. So it looks like Hulu, like this series will have like, maybe mature for language or something like that. Maybe mm-hmm. uh, TV 14, whatever. Uh, yeah, like I said, it looks like you know, there's going to be some action. There's a humor. Again, Patton Oswalt's really selling this character. I think he's mm-hmm. fun. I think there's a scene where he's dragging the trash out in his big floaty chair and he dumps it all over uh, yeah. the yard. Just, just normal, just at-home issues that uh, yeah. just like a maniac villain has to deal with. And then they play, I believe it's a Third Eye Blind song, isn't it? Yeah, um, but it's like a Third Eye Blind cover. It's not quite Third Eye Blind, but it yeah. sounds like Third Eye Blind. And then he's singing it, though. Like, it becomes like, uh, it's like, it's part of, like, the musical trailer. Then he's, like, singing it. And then, like, was who's with him ro- singing it? A robot, a robot, like, pops oh. in. Like, oh, that's an adaptoid. That's an adaptoid, uh, yeah. Okay. Um, and it's just, it's just, it's, this feels fun. And I'm, like... Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to this um, of the, the old Marvel TV stuff that's still coming out. Um, but yeah, we saw Iron Man who's voiced by, um, Oh, what's the Mad Men guy? Um, John, the main Hamm. guy in Mad Men. John Hamm is voicing the Iron Man. Nathan Fillion's doing Wonder Man. Um, so, so on and so forth. So they got, they got a pretty big voice cast in here as well. So, I don't know. What do you think, Mike? I mean, you, you seem to be kind of on board with no, this no, a little bit. No, as I'm well. down for this. Any anytime that you get to go satirical with something that you really like, it's fun. It's almost kind of like you're not really roasting something that you really like, but you're just allowing to have fun. I realize that we don't have this in our notes, so maybe we talked about it last week, but I just kind of ev- evaporated from my mind. But they're adding the that robot chicken Star Wars show to uh, Disney Plus. And that's like the same type of thing where you have this. There's the, uh, you that, have this was, that was a rumor. They're not, they're not putting the detours anywhere yet. They've never said that. Oh man, I thought that was for real. You are the one that nope. sent me the link, Chris. Yeah, no, no, it, it, it's a rumor that it may come to it, but like there's like there's no confirmation. Like they're like looking, gotcha. Like well, I well, wish whether, it did. Oh my, I wish it did because like this would <laughs> that would be perfect. But well, whether it drops or not, uh, any sort of satirical yeah. take it is always appreciated on my end of things. So yeah, I'm looking yeah. forward to this. 
Yeah, and also uh, I believe it's um, just that room's May fourth. But yeah, I mean this this is a little bit over about a month away now, right? For the show, um, they're gonna drop all the episodes on on Hulu. Ten episodes. See, it looks fun. Looks look great. at the journalistic integrity Chris has here. He yeah. will not even let a rumor slip into this show. He no, does not want no. to give anybody any false hope. I don't so. want to give myself false hope because <laughs> I, I have to why, go back and this listen. This is why Chris runs the show notes for this show because I, I would be throwing literally everything here. We're oh going to talk gosh. about every rumor, anything that makes sense, anything that's going to make me angry or happy. We're going to talk about it. So one of the podcasts I listen to outside of the our own that we do, yes, mm-hmm. we listen to podcasts. It's a show that skewers clickbait, where they, they compile the clickbait for the week. Oh, really? Like what they see, like four or five articles, and they click on it, and like, like, okay, guess how long it is? Okay, guess guess who this is by, and so on and so forth. Like they just skewer clickbait all over the place like that. So, um, one one day I hope we get paid enough to do this, Mike, where we can just skewer clickbait on, on a show every <laughs> once a week. So. But yeah, Modoc trailer. Check the notes for the for the Twitter link there. Surprise, surprise! Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings gave us a trailer on Monday. I mm-hmm. was I saw an image and I'm like, oh, I called an image, and then they were like trailer. I'm like, holy shit, they're real. We are four months away from this. Uh, no, four is it four months away? Yeah, from September, um, almost four months. So yeah, this is great. I mean, I didn't expect them to give us a teaser trailer. They are not really giving us any big points here. But I will tell you, man. That action scenes, that's that's movie action scenes right there. What do you think? Yeah, I was I was kind of um, uh, uh, interested in this uh, kind of a crouching tiger, hidden dragon kind of camera work and some uh, action that we got to see in part of the trailer. It, it looks like I don't know if they're flashing back in time or if we're looking at another dimension or universe or what's going on here. But there definitely seems to be uh, short clips in this trailer where we're, get, where we're seeing almost like another realm. We're seeing people in like period costumes. Um, and halfway through the trailer and about two thirds through the trailer, you get to see almost like, um, uh, fantastical beasts, if you will, if I, if I stray sounding a little bit too much like a Warner brothers property. Uh, but there's like a, it almost looks like a saber tooth tiger, but it's definitely not a lion or a tiger or like a cheetah or anything like that. It's definitely otherworldly that pops up in this, which is really interesting for, developing the MCU at large the only time we've ever seen like creatures in in the MCU is either out in space or you know connected to Thor's realm so I, I'm curious what we're what we're going to approach here maybe in the past of Earth or what exactly is going on here so you can look at all that little stuff but also like uh, this just looks really fun that that I mean I think everyone's favorite part is that like that double kick in the bus right that that's the, mm-hmm. that's the coolest part where he's just like kicking both of those guys oh yeah it's just great it, it's fun uh i, I can't wait to see more yeah. of this well uh, I'm, yeah having a good time well, i'm gonna go down the this because i you know again marvel trailer of course i go through the breakdowns and of course they're teasing us with new stuff but it looks like the rings the 10 rings are armband size rings not actual finger rings mm-hmm. um, as we were kind of led to believe oh, like know, sonia blade like sonia blade rings on yeah. her on her forearms chris is that yeah, what no, no 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 stop it <laughs> But like you know, they look like metal rings. We see like they they kind of charge up, maybe do some some uh, chi energy kind of blast there. Um, it looks like there's some magical creatures in that big battle in that, mm-hmm. that one land as well. Yeah, there's there's something flying as well. Yeah, not quite as large as a pterodactyl, but definitely bigger than like even the yeah, biggest like, bat like, that exists. Like maybe mini dragons, you think? Because yeah, uh, you have I don't dragons. Know. So like I think so. These arm sized bands lead me to believe that this could tie into the character Fing Fang Foom. 
mm-hmm. from the comic books. Are you familiar with this character? Sounds familiar, yes. He's a big green dragon. Um, and, but he's an alien, and he just looks like a dragon. And when he lands, he brought the ten rings with him. And if these rings were maybe on his large dragon hands, they wouldn't fit human fingers. They would oh, fit more I, like I, yeah, I think, the th- I think the reason why I was thinking about Fing Fang Foom, I, I think, I don't know if this was canon with uh, the Defenders on Netflix or if people were just assuming because there was dragon like buried underneath New York City. So I don't know if that yeah. ended up being Fing Fang Foom or if that's just something that they were throwing around. But yeah, yeah now, now it's starting to come back to me. Yeah, so I mean, so I mean, I just think it's one of those things. Like you know, it could be that you know, we're gonna learn more about the Ten Rings. Uh, the character Winwu uh, is the. Um, uh, it looks like Shang Chi's dad is the Mandarin. It looks like he he's the one with the rings. Uh, we also get to see Razor Fist, which is the guy who's got essentially a blade for a hand in there. That looks pretty mm-hmm. cool. You think they did that shot on the bus where he pushes it forward for three D, like the, the <laughs> screen cell in three D? Oh my gosh, my popcorn's just gonna fall right out of my bucket. Oh my it's god, just right in my stand. face. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, you you know more about this th- than I would, but is the is the Mandarin? I, I suppose they could change it, but is the Mandarin a character's name or is it like a title? You know, is it something that you carry if you're like it, the highest <laughs> up in like a like a service? In the MCU, it's a title. In the comic books, it was a name, but it was more of a an insulting derogatory term mm-hmm. when it was created at the time. So like they kind of straight away from that to make it more of a title. Um, mm-hmm. of the Mandarin rather than a, you know, a, a stereotypical Asian man with a long, you know, <laughs> yeah, Fu yeah, Manchu it do- mustache. Kind yeah, of it does make you wonder, you know, is the is the image of Bing Kingsley going to pop up at all, even for like yeah. a second, even if it's just like a crumpled like mug shot that somebody throws a dart at on a dartboard, oh. you know, like well, I mean, the, the Ten Rings technically appeared in the first Iron Man movie, right? Like we've been dealing with the Ten Rings since Iron Man mm-hmm. 1. Um, so, but I think we will get, I think they will touch on Ben Kingsley and, um, what's his name? Um, the guy who's actually said he was the Mandarin, um, in Iron Man 3. Yeah. It goes to show you how much but, I, I liked Iron Man 3. Yeah, I don't really remember the guy's name. <laughs> yeah. He, he wasn't really a big part, but Ben Kingsley though, he's wearing his hair like when we was in that one shot, right? Like he mm-hmm. saw his hair up. Yeah. So I think he'll, and, and then also, do you remember the short all hail the King that was tied to Thor, the dark world? Yeah. Where is this the one where he's in prison? Yeah. They break him out and they like the real Mandarin wants to see you. So I think mm-hmm. we're going to get like, I, I think this is going to pick up with that. I think we're actually going to see this carry over. Yeah. That would that. be a nice thread to see kind of uh, tied up. I'd appreciate that. Clean it up a little bit for us. That'd be great. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing is there's a large city where it seems to be like some sort of fight tournaments going along. Uh, Fighting tournaments. Wow. What what an idea that would be (laughs) to see in a movie. Um, But a lot of people are saying it matches with the aesthetics for the Madripoor scenes in Falcon Winter Soldier. Um, And that maybe Falcon Winter Soldier used the shots like of the city for that show because they seem to be like movie quality kind of shots. So um, we yeah, might see maybe. we might see this unauthorized fighting tournament go down in Madripoor at some point. So, um, yeah, I mentioned uh, you know um, Simu Liu, great great actor, great personality, mm-hmm. right? Like he's a fun guy. This movie, you know, we didn't really get to see a lot of him 
you know, outside of the teaser for this whole thing. But I'm, I'm excited to see more of this, Mike. I'm very yeah. thrilled that this is our the second tr- Marvel movie. The trailer year. dropped on his birthday, which I thought, yeah. I don't know if that was a coincidence or if they really wanted to just jive and, and make him happy. Like, you know, who knows? Because I think the usually what happens when a trailer is about to drop, usually the day before you get kind of first official images of the character or the first poster. And then the day later you get the trailer. It, it all came out on Monday. So it does make you think like, oh, let's, yeah, let's just drop the trailer on Monday. It's his birthday. He'll have fun with that. So. So, yeah, I, I just thought that was cool. Yeah, Simulu's great. Uh, if you haven't yet, head on over to Netflix and watch Kim's Convenience. Great, yeah. hilarious show uh, starring him and uh, some uh, other fine actors. So, yeah, go watch that, yeah. and it'll get you primed and ready to go. And before we, we swap over this, there's one, I didn't put this in those, but I think I shared it with you. There is an actor on the bus with uh, Shang-Chi who is the same actor who tells Spider-Man to do a backflip in <laughs> the Spider-Man Homecoming movie. So well, like, that's oh, interesting because I, I I feel like the bus scene is happening in San Francisco. It's it. I have I have no uh, definitive evidence. I, it just seemed yeah. West Coast to me. So right, who knows? Right. The, the, I, they that, could be on a train trip. They well, can get the train, on an airplane. <laughs> well, the transit system seemed to have a hill there, and New York has mm. no hills. Yeah. So um, I, I think so. And then also, yeah, just the actor Aquafina. We just saw uh, Sisu in um, the uh, what's that dragon movie? Ryan the Last Dragon. Aqu- Aquafina. Aquafina, so mm-hmm. she she was CC. I, I think she's a great actress. I'm, I'm excited to see this. So, um, sign us up. We're we're on board. Thor: Love and Thunder currently filming or wrapping up filming, probably pretty close to it down in Australia, New Zealand. Russell Crowe was down there filming, uh, and then he's like, "Oh, I'm uh, I'm Zeus, pretty much on 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 an Instagram picture." <laughs> so, uh, sounds like we're going to be getting more gods in the universe. But you know, with Gore the God Butcher, I would imagine we would see some quote-unquote Marvel deities along the way. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it's kind of crazy how interesting and otherworldly like Thor's world is. Uh, we don't really get to learn a whole lot about just kind of what is it like, what is the hierarchy like with all these other gods, because like Thor's always running off like to save Earth, so it's just like there's a lot of other stuff happening, so it would make sense that we would see these other characters like, uh, you know, Zeus pop up and Gore the God Butcher, you know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think it'd be fun. I mean, um, we saw Zeus recently in the uh, the DC movie Justice League for a little bit, so you know they can they can kind of do that for a little bit. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think I, I, think, I think Zeus was kind of a recurring character on Earth's Mightiest Heroes, wasn't he? I feel like he popped up every. No, once it wasn't in a while. Zeus; it was um, Ares. Oh, okay. But, but but still, like the Greek pantheon of gods, it's mm-hmm. like yeah, we they exist in there. So I mean, I think this will be fun to to maybe dive into that a little bit. And Russell Crowe. Hopefully he's in a good mood. I mean, I like to, <laughs> to see him do that. So, um, yeah, I'm down. I'm down with that. Guardians of the Galaxy, the holiday special. The script is complete via James Gunn. He shared a picture of the, mm-hmm. the title. He he did the the old Simpsons Treehouse of Horrors trick here, where he gave himself a nickname based on it. James Long Elf Gun. <laughs> I guess that just means he's much taller than a normal elf. So Long mm-hmm. Elf. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or it's some sort of euphemism for his <laughs> mic. One of the two. Hey, who knows? Yeah, but um, yeah, it's uh, it says first draft for 2021. Very excited for this. Um, they, he, he did answer some questions. There is no word on how long the special is, but it it will take place after Thor: Love and Thunder, but before Guardians Volume Three, mm-hmm. and will debut Christmas time, 2022. Yeah, it, it makes you wonder why he specifically feels like he needs to state 
after Thor Love and Thunder. It must just because Star-Lord is going to be in that in some capacity. So he's saying like, oh, one of my characters is in this film. So canonically, it, uh, it, it needs to set in between these two things. But yeah, I'm curious how much of this is going to be canon, right? You know, yeah. you know, it's live action characters, you know, same writer. Everything about this screams this is canon, but it is a holiday special. So who knows? I mean, even technically like theme parks at Disneyland are canon, you know, to the different franchises they're connected to. Uh, you know, they did like a whole build out of the story of um, of the Star Wars park. I don't remember what that world's called, but technically I think it's yeah. canon. So, uh, yeah, they could they could make this canon, but just make sure nothing really ruins the MCU at large, you know? Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, I and you know, this is a, they say Disney Plus stuff carries over. It could just be a little fun adventure getting the cast. Yeah, they'll probably yeah. film it and then jump right into Volume Three. My my, my guess is that Peter he misses the the time of uh, Christmas when he was a kid. Uh, it's a time that he remembers and he wants to share it with all of his friends. And you know, he's going to try to explain it. He's going to try to explain elves and Santa and like. You know, Drax is going to make some sort of a joke about like, you know, that sounds like aliens or it sounds like a planet. You know, there's there's tons of uh, hilarious stuff that, yeah. you know, gun will knock out of the park. I, I, I hope they don't go the route you just pitched because it's every Christmas special like ever. <laughs> I mean, but, uh, but I mean, like, that's just the DNA of a Christmas special, man. Yeah. Well, I'm just hoping like, you know, maybe maybe they deal with how other aliens and planets have their holidays because. You know, he's been with them for years now. Hopefully, it's not the first time they're talking about Christmas. Maybe Santa is legitimately real and he's an alien. Maybe, like, maybe an alien visiting Earth, you know, centuries ago as the uh, origin of Mm -hmm. Santa Claus. Not St. Nicholas, but just an alien that landed and was fat and wore red clothes. Yeah, gave gave away presents to everybody. Like the reverse (laughs) of the collector kind of thing. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So, the script is, is written. They're working on the first draft. So, that's cool by that and he also james Gunn also said that the suicide squad is complete but they're not releasing it early so everything's locked and loaded for that movie mike we're gonna see that mm-hmm. on uh, hbo max pretty pretty soon this summer this will tie into some news later but i, I just gotta put it here captain america there's a fourth movie confirmed to be in the works now from marvel studios mm-hmm. um, so uh this will be from malcolm spellman written by malcolm spellman who is the showrunner and uh dalen musson uh who also worked on one of the episodes of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So they will write or have been writing, I assume for a while, this, the show, um, for, for this movie. So yeah, really um, hard, really hard to talk about this yes. <laughs> without any spoilers for Falcon yep. and the Winter Soldier. So I guess, uh, um, but, but Spellman, did the, <laughs> I just want to put this out here because this was like something we'll talk about later, but Spellman did the first and he wrote and I, he might've directed the first and last episodes of the show. Um, and I'm going to, we'll put a pin in that for later. So we'll, we'll talk about that. Um, moving along casting for secret war, the, um, or secret invasion. I want to put secret war, secret invasion, <laughs> the Disney plus show, um, dealing with the scrolls with Nick Fury and stuff like that. I think, um, Olivia Coleman also, she's known as the, the queen on some of those Netflix shows about the queen. Um, but of course, Amelia Clark, you know, uh, the, the Daenerys herself, the Terminator, Ooh killer herself sarah connor <laughs> cast her in brief this. yeah her brief stint as a terminator killer yeah so in this so i think uh you know that's uh that's a pretty big that's a pretty big get right like i mean that's yeah. a that's someone you yeah want that's a that. that's a very big get that's probably one of the biggest uh stars out there right now just waiting to land somewhere you know uh, obviously the 
the uh, <laughs> the Terminator thing did not work out, but I don't blame them for possibly maybe considering seeing if they could make that work. So it makes me think you don't you don't cast somebody like Amelia Clark in this unless she is going to be like the villain, right? Because usually mm-hmm. big casting and Marvel stuff, you're either the villain or you're a hero that lasts long enough that you transcend at least one title, right? So this is either going to be uh, a villain that uh, gets uh, vanquished in the last episode or she's going to be a character that persists in the MCU for uh, a couple years moving forward. So exciting to see what that's going to be. Yeah, I think I think so. I think, um, you know, I believe a lot of fan theories is that she is the scroll queen, um, you know, who who kind of took over, uh, who hit a spider woman in this. So maybe they could go that route where she is the villain and transfers to the movies, right? The, the movie universe. Or, you know, maybe um, maybe she could be a good guy. With Olivia Coleman also cast in there. I'm just going to go ahead and type that in here. Um, I she Olivia Coleman could be the villain. Um, and then this, this Amelia Clark could be like a red herring kind of thing. Like, yeah, I, I heard that uh, Amelia Clark uh, could possibly be, I don't remember the character's name, but it was a, a, a more of a well-known um, kind of secret agent. I don't know if they're technically connected to S.H.I.E.L.D. or S.W.O.R.D., but, you know, they, I guess there are some bigger agents from the comic books, you know, that are still left open to, to casting. Who knows if we're going to be seeing uh, Maria Hill. Uh, I feel like her character just kind of ebbs and flows. Like, sometimes she's important, sometimes she's totally inconsequential. You never really know when she's going to be needed in the MCU, so maybe we'll bring in some more agents uh, like that. Uh, who, who knows? I mean, Secret Invasion, I mean, talk about espionage. I'm sure S.H.I.E.L.D. and agencies will be involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, that's... Uh it's i mean this is, this is great i mean they already had like said nick fury uh sam jackson and then um ben mendelson as uh i forget his scroll's name but like you know they are i mean they're putting some cast in here uh so i mean i'm excited to see this and i think it's kind of got a big question mark you know is it the secret invasion the scrolls taking over or is it the uh kree disguising themselves as humans because you know some mm. of them like jude law look like a person like, there's a secret that's all we know yeah. there's a secret yeah. and there's an invasion <laughs> which one is it we don't know well we'll, we'll keep you posted Spider-Man, Spider-Man. After we just reported about Sony making a deal with Netflix mm-hmm. to put all their shows there, they went and made a deal with Disney Plus as well to put their movies there. Um, and people are like, how can they do this, Mike? Aren't they breaking their contract with Netflix? Well, you and me had a conversation about this. And I believe mm-hmm. it's called, what's it, Pay Windows is what they use for these uh, these. Yeah, I don't know if it's pay windows or release windows or what terminology you want to use or first run, I I think, is a terminology that's thrown out there as well. I I think they use pay window one for Netflix, uh, which is whenever you would normally see a movie start to maybe um, trickle down to normal streaming services, uh, which Mm -hmm. is about nine months after the theater, the initial theater start. So it's like, what, three months in theater and then, you know, another month or two purchasing or maybe three months and then like you know then it hits netflix but then after that nine month window or whatever that is like so maybe they're thinking like 12 to 18 months later um after initial air it will be able to go to disney plus and i'm like that's a longer wait than they just promised us we would have kind of thing yeah this is kind of interesting because if you're out here in hollywood and you're just also just maybe more worried about just mergers just kind of crushing the competition and also like just harming workers in general just because power becomes too isolated i almost see this as good news right because a lot of people would just think like oh why doesn't disney or why doesn't netflix or why doesn't some sort of studio just like buy out like sony pictures 
investors uh, and just own these properties all outright. But at, at the same time, it makes you, it shows you that a studio does not necessarily have to start a streaming service or sell itself off to still make money, right? Like they're double dipping with their with their Spider-Man content. Like this is like billions upon billions of dollars that they're that they made on both of these deals. And it just goes to show you that you can still be lucrative. Like you can still just straight up be a studio that makes content. You don't have to have an overarching strategy of, you know, digital distribution out there in the streaming world. So who knows if this ends up, if this ends up staying, obviously the only stink on this whole thing is I just don't like the joint custody over the, the character, the IP of Spider-Man. I don't think Sony needs to be totally dissolved as a studio to fix that Mm -hmm. issue. But I think this is, this is a good sign. This is a good sign for for a place like um for a place like legendary you know possibly moving forward one of the other few studios out there that doesn't have a streaming service yet that yeah you know just make good stuff have a solid catalog and then just like you know sell it off because these are all um these are all temporary contracts right i think i think maybe the longest length i saw in either one of these deals was like four years maybe so four or five i think so like in 2025, we'll, or 2025, maybe 2026, depending on when this all starts, we'll be uh, talking about this all over again. And who knows, maybe mm-hmm. they'll be selling all their stuff to like HBO Max or Paramount Plus yeah. or something, and they'll just make more money off of it. Yeah, it's just one of those things where, you know, I we if you, if you want to watch all the Disney uh, slash Marvel MCU films, you can't right now in one place. Um, mm-hmm. You're missing The Incredible Hulk, which is a... Um, Universal movie and the Spider-Man movies. If uh, if I had to be skeptical, though, really skeptical, I I, I could say this could be a, a fundraising move, right? We're gonna we're gonna double dip on all these properties. We're gonna bring in all of this capital off of stuff that we already own, and then use it to make a new streaming service. You know, so who knows if that that could possibly end up happening? Uh, so it depends well, if you want to be cynical so, or be uh, optimistic. Sony canceled their TV stuff on their PlayStation. I don't think they want to be in the streaming industry, like. When they when they when they got to their their PlayStation, it was like, oh, you have PlayStation now, where you can watch TV and movies and stuff. They just nixed it. They just killed it completely. Maybe that. Who knows? Maybe they're just streamlining. You you don't know what's going on. Oh, I, I I'm pretty sure they're not doubled up, and I'm pretty sure they're just like like we're just gonna make sure we know where this when this movie comes out in 18 months, we already know where it's gonna go. We've just negotiated the lifetime of this movie pretty much until we're like, yeah, put it wherever you want to do you it. Know what, you, and, it. You know what organizational databases are like, Chris. They're just trying to streamline so they don't get hacked again. They're just yeah. like, we got we to gotta, we gotta build a better firewall, but we got to optimize stuff. Sony's here. like, we got to sell TVs. We don't care what you're watching on it, but we're going to sell them TVs. And don't and piss off North Korea. Because yeah, we, buy don't want a, our, we don't want our emails leaked again. <laughs> buy a PlayStation 5. Damn it. So... Uh, but 2022 films um, like uh, Morbius and um, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, I think are um, some of the first movies to be on this list. I don't know what the I don't know what the if I don't know when the Spider-Man movies would land on Disney Plus right now. But we are two years, almost two years after uh, Far From Home, so it could be on there once this, the ink's dry on this paper, kind of thing. So we'll see. Speaking of Marvel shared properties mike i know you love this. this is a rumor this is i wanted to drop this rumor in here for you Juicy. I, know, I know you love ruminating in <laughs> these rumors uh from a very solid source that has nailed other leaks before they are saying that certain characters from the netflix marvel series could make their way to the mcu and this Ooh. includes charlie cox daredevil vincent d'onofrio's kingpin kristen redder's jessica jones and john bernthal's punisher 
probably the only good ones that we remember. So, sorry, Luke Cage. <laughs> yeah, Luke Cage. Do uh, you remember Iron Fist? Yeah, me neither. Um, <laughs> none, of, none of them. But they would play, this, this, this report goes on to say that they would play MCU versions of their Netflix characters. So Charlie Cox would be Daredevil, but he wouldn't have his past in from the Netflix. You don't watch the Netflix one to watch this one. From his point in the MCU would be forward would be that version of him. So essentially the actors are playing the same thing. But you know, a different you know iteration of them. Yeah, I mean, I guess the only upside to me I see out of this is it's very um, it's very hit the ground running, right? You yeah. just uh, you just throw Daredevil into your either Disney Plus show or your movie. You don't really have to do a lot of explanations. You don't have to show his origin story. You know, maybe there's like a one off like line where he's like you know delivering a monologue that you know kind of says what his past is like and kind of what his uh, code of conduct is, right? And you just kind of get that out of the way. So you could hit the ground running, and and that could be good. But um, it does. It, I feel like you do also kind of lose the opportunity of kind of like refreshing the character, right? Like I'm not saying any of these characters are old or fragile or gonna like fall apart or you know but i feel like they've already held they've already placed their stamp on the character right and you know it just seems like okay now let's just move on so uh i I know a lot of people would disagree you know i love daredevil i love charlie cox's daredevil so there's no like ill will there right but like it just seems like you know just to me i'm just like just refresh it right if you're if you're gonna basically be starting the character kind of from scratch you know you know, maybe just hire a new actor. But at the same time, it's just like, you know, I doubt that Kristen Ritter is listening to this podcast and she's like, hey, will you, what do you, what, you don't want me to have a job? It's like, no, 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 it's fine. It, I'm not going to be super disappointed if this happens, but, you know, it just kind of seems like a missed opportunity. But at the same time, somebody might be screaming at me right now, like, no, this is the opportunity. You have all mm-hmm. the characters, you have them ready to go. Let's just do it. So, yeah, yeah that's kind of where I am. I'm, I'm in like a, a, in a gray mixed area right now. Yeah, I can go. I, I can honestly, you know, kind of go either way. Uh, to be to be completely honest, like I mean, they could put him in there. It's fine. There's rumored that Charlie Cox will be in Spider-Man: No Way Home. Um, that's also possibly a multiversal movie. With yeah. Now characters. that's the thing. If this was a multiverse thing, we're talking about something totally different. But if yeah. these characters had to stay and stick around they would have to be like stranded outside of their own world. Right. You know, now where's foggy, you know, where's all of, uh, where's, where's all of his friends and stuff. And now they're all left behind and they have to like start a brand new life. So that is just a lot more muddled. Now you're just making the characters even more complex than they needed to be. So, uh, who knows? It's just weird. You know, uh, Marvel made this whole deal with Netflix before they even thought they were going to have a streaming service. And now they're left kind of figuring out how to not clean up the mess. Cause it's not a mess, but now it's just like, well, we did something. It's kind of like when um, it's like when you're well, when you're starting a project. It's like when you're when you're writing like a sign, right? Like, oh, I'm gonna go to yeah. a football game and I'm gonna say like, like a uh, uh, go team. But you start writing the G too big, and now you're running out of room, and you're starting to to get to the end of the sign. And you're like, oh crap, that first G was really really good though. I don't know, bad analogy, but that's all I have to say on this right yeah. now, right now. Well, the other thing is, you Vincent D'Onofrio's uh, Kingpin could make an appearance in the uh, the Echo spinoff show from. Um the uh, Hawkeye stuff, which, you know, uh, that's fine. I mean, I think, you know, people want them back. They, they, they crave them because they liked them so much in the Netflix shows, but like on the whole, the Netflix shows aren't as good as the MCU probably. And they could possibly just recast them, get someone else. I mean, it's, it's going to be fine, but at the same time, I, do, I don't care enough about these four minor characters that I'm going to be like, Oh, you got to have new mm-hmm. ones the whole time. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I can go either way, but that's a rumor. We'll see how, we'll see how this plays out in the long run. 
The other side of that, uh, there's a uh, the Flash movie started uh, production, and then um, what's his name, um, Andy Machete, put up a uh, little video of the new Flash logo here, and I thought mm-hmm. it was a CW Flash logo. I'm gonna be honest with yeah. you, Mike. Like, it looks pretty close to the CW icon and, and stuff. So, um, but that's fine. They're, that means they're under production. Michael Keaton was officially confirmed as Batman on here because um, his publicist had to say so. So, mm-hmm. uh, I think that's pretty good, right? Like, I mean. Yay, Flash! Yeah, day, Get the movie. The, the, day one, that's a big deal. This this uh, this movie has had a lot of speed bumps, so this is a big milestone for them. Mm-hmm. You, you would you say he got tripped up running to the finish no, line? Oh, Chris, no, knock it off. <laughs> uh, okay, all right, fine. Uh, speaking of video game movies, yet again, Sonic the Hedgehog two, the sequel, now filming. They're filming outside. They're using stand-ins for lighting and sizing and coloring. Uh, mm-hmm. of uh, this movie and they actually on set you get photos to see knuckles and tails in action um not just sonic so you get the the full spectrum of um red yellow and blue characters here of different sizes um knuckles has really big hands but you know he's known for his knuckles if you will uh, as an echidna <laughs> but i mean um these look great i like these character designs uh, you know when they redid them for the the movie and push back it was great i the movie's fun to watch if you haven't watched it yet i recommend getting it i'm watching it when you can but adding knuckles in there the fan favorite right that's that's the way to go yeah I, st- I still gotta get around to watching uh the original movie uh i, I think it's streaming it's streaming somewhere for sure on one um, of the streaming Chris services Flicks. i'm subscribed to it, it, it's out there so i you can watch it uh illegally out there if you have a um, I, subscription I but I didn't see it on anything when I watched. Tried to watch it. The other day. That's I, why. I swear I scrolled past it. I, I want to say it was Hulu, but I'm not 100 percent sure. You're but, correct. Uh, Prime, all, Prime, and Hulu. Uh, but all I can say is uh, there's a desperate Sonic fan out there who wants these so bad. Uh, yeah. Not only do they want to put them in their in their gaming room so it can be in the background of their Twitch stream, uh, but they they want just the movie memorabilia in, in general. So uh, make sure that these are locked down in a shed at night. Uh, with a guard in front of it, uh, somebody's. I'm assuming this is Georgia. That's where everything's shot. Uh, somebody's mm-hmm. gonna sneak in. Somebody's gonna steal these bad boys. Yeah, it's. It, I think it's that. It might be Canada. I think a lot of the actors were uh, from Canadian provinces. But mm-hmm. either way, no, Canadians. I mean, Canadians are too polite. They're. They're not gonna steal it. They oh, can just well, leave them out on the street. They'll be fine. Well, it looks like uh, the Sonic and the uh, Tails ones are actually like you can move them around. They got like little. Yeah. Uh, they look like yeah, they very are. large toys. Yeah, a little poseable, aren't they? Um, but um, yeah, I think this is cool. I mean, I, I I'm I'm looking forward to this, and they they look like their video game counterparts, right? Like that was the big complaint mm-hmm. of the first one with the teeth and the eyes, and now they've like they doubled down. They're like, all right, we got a sequel. Let's make uh, everybody look good. So, um, yeah, thoughts, Mike? Anything else you want to add to Sonic the Hedgehog? Nope. I mean, it's a it's a good sign. Classic Knuckles. Not they're not going to be a boondoggle here. Yeah, exactly. Nail it. All right, now it's for your favorite part of the show where we talk the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Oh, boy, here we go. This uh, (laughs) Six weeks wrapping it up here. Six weeks. This is the finale. This is spoiler territory. If you've not watched it, pause, break, go watch it, come back, listen. Or just listen. I don't. I don't. We don't care anymore. We're we're this this far in the show. Uh, if you've not watched it, that's your fault. So um, (laughs) yes, we, we 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 got here. We got through this final episode. Um, I, uh, I wanted to add this earlier because, you know, the, the Captain America movie, Malcolm Spellman wrote the first episode and the last episode. And you know what those two episodes had in common for the show, Mike? 
What's they're the most action-packed episodes of this whole goddamn series. <laughs> when you look at like, oh, the first one had the Falcon doing the, the fighting Batroc through like you know with the helicopters, right? And this one mm-hmm. had him fighting helicopters in the city. I think they he can really write action, which is why I wanted to say for the Academy Maker, like, oh, it's going to be a really action-packed film because that's all he can write. It seems that that really hit the check marks on this stuff. Uh, I, I I've seen your Twitter reactions. I know I know <laughs> what you're reacting to. You know what I'm. Like, I don't say. I don't have to. I don't have to. I, there's no surprise here left for me. So uh, go on, have at it. Let me. I, okay, I'll say some things that I, I liked first about this last episode. So as you know, if you've been listening to this podcast for the years, I, I'm a big fan of suit reveals. I, you know, I, it's usually a thing that ends up being overlooked. So I liked the, I liked it when shows, you know, really delve into the suits. And I have to say, um, they nailed the U.S. agent suit there at the very end. Uh, this is exactly what Falcon looks like when he becomes Captain America in the comic books, almost to a T. I didn't even, I didn't even really bother pulling up a side-by-side uh, because uh, I knew they nailed it there. Can, can, I, can I add before you go that? I think yeah, sure. the WandaVision and this uh, both nailed comic outfits. Like yes. their outfits mm-hmm. at the end of the show, the reveals were both absolutely spot on. So mm-hmm. I, I agree with that hundred percent. And they, they, they brought back the kind of emotional connection to uh, Isaiah Bradley, which is the, the standout best part of the show, uh, the best element of the show uh, by a mile. So I was glad to see more of that. It's cool to see that he finally got placed in the museum. And uh-huh. this this is a museum that I really want to visit, right? So I kind of hope it ends up being like an installation at like a comic book convention going what forward. If, what if it's at Disney? That would be cool, too. That could be like at the Avengers uh, campus. Uh, yeah. I don't know if that's actually going to be at Disneyland, but who knows? I'm sure they'll build one eventually. That'd be, that'd be cool. I agree get with the that. Right someplace else. But like, I would love to be able to walk through that, and, you know, just to see Steve Rogers, see see Isaiah Bradley. And then by the time it's built and released, we can probably see the Falcons tenure mm-hmm. as uh, Captain America added to it. I think that would be really cool. But... I think this uh, this show just overall I I just I just I just didn't like it you know this last episode didn't didn't save the narrative for me uh, the themes are just uh, all over the place that feel like the show just didn't know what it wanted to be and uh, this really is not Falcon and the Winter Soldier at, at the end of the day this this really was just Falcon with Winter Soldier tagging along you know his uh, the Bucky's story arc I think was weak at best you know I didn't really get any sort of catharsis at the very end when he finally told his old friend what happened to his son I, I could I could really care less and also the character of Bucky he was a bad guy against his own will right he was a programmed uh, just robot that was a killing machine so when he was going out there kind of making his recompense you know trying to make up for what he's done in the past I I just feel like personally like yeah he was going through that but I don't think really a a normal sane person would hold that against him so his emotional arc really just did not resonate with me at all I think this show 100% should have just been about um, Sam and Isaiah that should have been the show 100% all of the narrative should have just focused all around that because they try to bring it back around to just kind of um, to just kind of what it's like to be a black superhero which is an incredibly important story to tell but 
man, it just seems so tacked on here at the very, very end. Because when you throw in the the probably one of the worst Marvel villains of all time, which is the Flag Smashers, who now, whether or not there was a pandemic or virus subplot that would have been cut, who knows? We may, we may never know. All we can judge is what we're left with, which is probably one of the worst villains of all time. Just totally, uh, totally... Uh, incomprehensible what their plan was what they wanted to do any sort of emotional connection to any of them was just was just unexistent so it's just like all you're left with is just a confusion of just like what is this show about what is the main theme of this show like if you look at a show like uh, WandaVision, whether or not you did or didn't like the ending, the show was very much about loss and grief and getting over the death of a loved one. You can look at a show like season one of Daredevil, which I would say that show is very rooted in a theme of like revenge, you know, vengeance, you know, what it's what's it like dealing with that? And the themes of this show are just all over the place. Like, what do you even hold on to? Uh, so, yeah, I, I could I could probably go on all all day. It, it, it's crazy. Like I, I, I've I said earlier kind of uh, in the year that, you know, the pandemic, the anxiety, having trouble sleeping and just trying to just laying there in bed, just wanting your brain to go asleep. And I'm I'm very glad the Winter Soldier is finally over because those nights where I'm in bed, just like just like, come on, brain, just shut off. Just stop thinking about random things and just go to sleep. The Winter Soldier just like walks its way in at like one in the morning when I can't fall asleep and I'm just like nitpicking this show and I'm just like this show just needs to be done and over with so I can stop thinking about it so uh we are obviously huge Marvel and MCU fans here at the podcast we've been talking about this universe for six years so I'm obviously going to take this show very seriously when I watch it when I talk about it when I analyze it when I look at it and this is just overall a very big disappointment for me even though I still really like all the characters, I'm very much looking forward to Captain America 4 because Sam Wilson's great. I, I you know, hopefully uh, Winter, the Winter Soldier slash Bucky crops up again at some point in time because I love his character. I loved his, the relationship that he, have, he had with Steve. So I, I'm excited to see these characters going forward, maybe except for Sharon Carter, which I think is probably uh, maybe the biggest sin that this show did was everything around her character. So uh, I feel like at this point in time, I, I need to know what you think, Chris, because I feel like yeah. I could just keep going and going and going and rambling and just get angrier. And I, you're the one that's hungry. I ate before yeah. the podcast. <laughs> no, no, I'm good. I mean, so I, I think to me, I'm not I'm not mad at the show. I don't hate the show. I, I think I'm not I'm not up on it. It's not the best one. I think, you know, this and WandaVision are both at, at, at their core mediocre television shows. Um, I think this is the, the flaw of the marvel's uh tv approach right now um the villains have no real reason like again look at agatha right i think you know she's great because she had the theme song that doesn't make her a good villain the flag smashers in this take them out i think the real story could have been told uh, what is what is the mantle of captain america who can be captain america should have been the core of this right like mm-hmm. uh uh, you know, the, the shield was given to Sam. Well, the government has to make a Captain America. He gives the shield back. They choose John Walker, who is not the good person to be, right? That should have been the focus of these three people. Um, Captain America's best friend uh, and Bucky, his um, not uh, a, not a good soldier, but a good man, his, his, his successor, uh, the Falcon, and then ultimately who the government would choose, which would be um, the... Uh, U.S. agent at the end of the day, uh, John Walker. I think that should have been the core of the show. The Flag Smashers. I agree. They they're they're no they're nothing. They're they're absolutely mm-hmm. nothing to this. Uh, they're what I would call a zero sum. Um, 
they what they did to the world uh, when they came in and what they ended up is still they leveled out right like they're all dead they all got blown up um did carly live no carly got shot she she died well, they they kind of, I think they kind of glossed over what her definitive outcome was with maybe the yeah. idea of maybe bringing her back because they do they they show her as dead like laying on the ground. I think they even say like killed like this girl like you know fought to the death to stop you or something like that. But yeah. then they they do rush her out on a stretcher and then right. they roll her away. So you never really see her in a body yeah. bag. So I think they're leaving that open ended. Yeah. Yeah, I I could t- I could see them if they don't want to bring her back due to the you know reaction. I could totally be like, yeah, that's fine. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, that's it could sad. go either way. Yeah, I think uh, you know one of the things I'm gonna give uh, props to this last episode. I thought they were going to take the John Walker character and just make him an absolute fuckface, um, to put it nicely, like ruining the plans of everybody. But he actually redeemed himself quite a bit like i wasn't annoyed with him as much as i have been in all the did other episodes. he though i mean really his no, no, not, like, not like a redemption it's... of a character but like he was like it, it like i didn't uh, he didn't annoy me when he was on screen with what he was doing. i'm like oh, oh he's okay, actually doing <laughs> he's like actually doing stuff that's helpful for once not like not like get out of my way i'm gonna kill this girl kind of thing i'm like okay that's fine his character is is definitely he's he's leaning towards like um like a an anti-hero i think more so uh, he's probably gonna be very manipulative if they give him a wife she's gonna get killed at some point and he's gonna go crazy i i guarantee I think he does this. have a wife who's, who's he, no, that's that what I'm saying. third woman the, that's no, is that literally. his wife though yeah or that's his wife or? Yeah, oh, okay. yeah like that's his wife and i i'm like that's she's gonna die and it's gonna send him on a darker path like they're oh, okay. setting that up right then and there with um I want to say Elaine from from Seinfeld. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's the, sure. That's fine. Ju- yeah. Julie Louis Dreyfus. Yeah, yeah. The 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 not power broker. Um, so <laughs> the, I I think they're setting up something fun with the uh, the Dark Avengers there with him. But he he was like not like the worst character in this episode. Um, as a whole, I mean, everyone's like, oh, it gets preachy. I'm like, well, the whole message is like, you know, Falcon's like, we can talk this out, right? We don't have to fight. So I'm glad he was able to have his moment to like. Yeah, talk to the, these annoying senators the, the the problem that i have with that moment in general though is that it's just like it's so lacking of what the whole show was like talking about uh, in general it's just like a, a speech at the very end is not going to solve everybody's problem uh, a lot of people attribute something like that to a writer like Aaron Sorkin. They say like Aaron Sorkin has this belief that if you just have the perfect speech, if you just string the perfect amount and order of words together, you can, uh, you can turn anybody around and solve anybody's problem. But I mean, if any, if anybody has been alive in like the last four years, we've all become very familiar with politics. I wasn't for a second believing any word that would ever come out of his mouth would, would change the mind of any of these senators. And also I just personally hate the movie slash TV trope where there's news cameras filming and and getting this out there to the world. It's just kind of like a way to let the audience know that like, oh, don't worry, everybody is going to know what's happening here. He's not going to have to go out and like, you know, tell his side of the story. It's being telecast everywhere. So everyone will know he's the real Captain America now. It's just like, so it's just tied into a trope that I hate. It's just... And I, I've seen some people like clipping that moment and like throwing it up on Twitter and it's like, yeah, man, this is what Steve Rogers like should have been saying the whole time. This is the real Captain America. And it's just like, no, this is, this isn't, this isn't what, this well, is I, what, this I, is not what we need to be doing right now. Well, no, I don't, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not against this. I think honestly, I mean, I, I get the trope of the TV thing, but I don't think he changed anyone's minds, but he's at least, they didn't at the end of the day, like, oh, we're reverting everything back to normal. Like, like at least we'll take time to look at this. They didn't rush the vote kind of thing. At least he, he bought them time and, and that's fine. Um, yeah, 
I don't know what the future holds for for Bucky in this. Um, they didn't really show him go off to do anything, did he? Like, is he just going to no, go back to the military kind of thing? Yeah, I guess? yeah. I don't want to say he like huh. walked off into the sunset, but I feel like maybe the last shot we saw was he, it the was it the barbecue? Was it the barbecue at the very end on the um on the pier by the boat, or was it I, after I think, he I told I, his friend he left? What happened the, to his I think the end of the show, he left the book with the therapist. Um, and oh yeah that yeah that might be kind yeah. of his last so moment. there's that i will i'm going to lean into one fan theory that hopefully turns out to be true i don't normally do mm-hmm. this is that sharon is a scroll that she is like her change of character is because she's a scroll now like, yeah like Me, I, because th- i i'm like obviously last episode showed she's the power broker right like she hired Batroc and like was like i'm gonna kill these people and i'm also gonna give you you know, Bucky and, and, and Sam. So she's doing something, but I, I like to think that she is a scroll and like, this is part of a smaller, like she could be in secret invasion, like, or, or down the road. Like, you know, maybe, maybe that the other theory that I'm not, I like the character, but like, maybe she's working for Sam Rockwell's character. Um, from oh, Iron Justin Man Hammer. 2, Justin Hammer, mm-hmm. who wants to, you know, get revenge on the government for essentially throwing yeah, him away. maybe. So but, if if we just have to look at it as face value of what we have now, like like I said, to me, like Sharon Carter is probably one of the, the biggest uh, sins of the show is because we, we don't have a whole lot of Sharon Carter to go off of, right? She's really yeah. just been in two movies, which was uh, Winter Soldier and Civil War. And in both of those movies, she has been nothing but the epitome of good yeah. and a hero. She's always been like, connected to uh to cap's fight she's always been putting her own life on the line to save people when they need to be saved and i'm not saying that you can't take a good character and have them break bad if you will that's a very compelling story to watch a character go down that road but they do that with like one sentence in like the third episode of just like oh yeah they uh they they said I'm a bad guy because I stole Cap Shield. So here I am a Madripoor being like a super bad guy now. It's just like no no no. You just you cannot you just can't do that. You can't oh. totally change a character like this just with like one sentence like offhandedly and expect that everybody is gonna buy but, into it. So th- that's what I that's what I really hated. Like it's it's not that she went bad. I'm not saying that she couldn't make a good villain and the and the the actor couldn't knock it out of the park. But like wow, what, what a way to really drop well, the ball he, on that I, transformation. I think we're going to see this i think her like the the beauty of this is they've set her up for more and they will show us this i don't think if they just killed her at the end of it instead and we like we got nothing else i'd be like yeah i agree with you but i think there's gonna be more with her to do later on now i will tell you i noticed i don't know if it's pandemic related or if they added this in later um the actress who plays uh sharon carter um emily van camp i believe um Mm. She she actually had more weight in her face at the end. Like they filmed this much later. Like she looks like she does now in the TV show she's doing than she did at the beginning in like episode three. So I don't oh, know if maybe. they've added this in separately at the end or they had to film it after the pandemic stuff, like later. I just I want to say that because normally they don't do that unless it's like new scenes they've added in for some purpose, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. And I mean, uh, and, and also you can you could also attribute her character and her role to probably the 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 most lackluster post credit scene that it, uh, that exists in the MCU. We didn't end up getting that second credit scene. I watched all the way through the credits that showed the other dubs for the other versions of this yeah. show, and all we got was just her getting part. And was like, oh, big whoop de doo. So um, another big letdown for me over here. I, I think you know, honestly, I I assumed the. Um, 
whatever the uh, Valentina Contessa Valentina whatever she would have been in there somewhere but I honestly believe this will tie into something in Black Widow is going to give us some more information into this um, because again if we look at the original release was supposed to be Black Widow Falcon Winter Soldier WandaVision mm. Doctor Strange and now yeah. everything has been shifted and so now we've got to wait for everything but I, I'm hoping to see where this goes because I think there's going to be some 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 crossings and double crossings in the next phase of movies pretty hardcore yeah. now I, on the whole maybe, i think you know i'm i'm sorry go ahead no i i was gonna say maybe we'll get to see the origins of that one courtroom set that they used over they, they and love over reusing and over the sets and over, and over again they loved it that, i i believe again i'm gonna i'm gonna put pin that on um uh covid protocol they like we get this one set what can we do with yeah. it yeah um, maybe um because they, they did use it quite a bit i i think you know honestly i'm gonna i'm gonna rate this up there with um Mortal Kombat, fifty uh, percent um, for the whole show finale. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm glad they did the action. I love the Falcon suit. I love what he was able to do as the Falcon, the Captain America stuff. But he was using the shield yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, with the new that, that was, was cool. cool. Yeah, yeah. We we don't really have a confirmation whether or not this new Wakandan Falcon or Captain America armor is all vibranium, or if it's vibranium coated, or maybe it's just a really powerful alloy that Shuri came up with. Maybe there's no vibranium involved at all. But there was. I, I think I specifically liked the moment where he's on the bridge and he puts his wings over him, and then he fills the top gap with the shield. So he kind of makes this encompassing protective dome, dome around himself, which was really really cool. And I love the moment where he flies through the helicopter to take that one guy out when that woman jumps yeah. in and takes control of the helicopter. So they do do some really cool stuff with that combination of of the shield and, and, and the wings for sure. And his jetpack looks a little more powerful too um, than the other. Mm-hmm. It was using that blue. It looked like maybe Wakanda or like maybe Stark Tech booster kind of rather because it looked like he yeah. was he's able to go underwater for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like I feel like somebody was really twisting Shiri's arm over in Wakanda because she does not seem like the type of person that would have intentionally painted this uh, red, white, and blue. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if maybe Sam did that on his own when he and, opened up the case, but uh, I feel like that they're very much a shiny. Uh, they're much a, a shiny uh, matte black or or just uh, just very streamlined uh, look over there in Wakanda so I feel like I even though as much as my brain would want to see just like the cool like uh blacked out suit um yeah. you know they they, they they made sure to call him Black Falcon like four times in this uh tv well, show but Captain Falcon's the, the, already taken so that that's in, <laughs> yeah that's brothers. true yeah uh, but, yeah but the suit and the shield combo uh it works really well for me I and I'm really glad they didn't beat around the bush with this suit like when you see him for the first time in this episode he's in that the suit like like, they don't, like, oh, it's going to be revealed at the end. He's got a new suit for, like, the one battle. But, no, like, they give it to him right out the gate kind of thing. I'm like, that's nice. I like that. Um, and there was this one scene where he lands on the bridge and the wings fold up behind him. And it looks really, really good for CG. I'm like, that's where the money went. Right there. <laughs> Making that, that scene look realistic. But, yeah, I'm going to give this series, like, a 50% on the whole. Like, you know, I, I've seen worse TV shows. I've seen worse plots. Um, I'm It's it's just setting up a bunch more future stuff without really doing anything for us right now um yeah and and hopefully um, these get better as they go and they learn from these you know what 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 audiences are reacting to yeah, you. I, I know you're you're uh, uh, slightly more negative on um, uh, WandaVision than I am, but it almost seems like we we are both kind of agreeing that so far the additions to the MCU on the Disney Plus side of things is they're relatively inconsequential. Yeah. Which I f- to the MCU at large, which I feel like is not entirely what we were p- 
promised. You know, I know we were promised like high budget, you know, high thrills. You know, the only difference between this and an MCU movie is the runtime. But it really seems like they're constructing narratives that don't have to be watched in order to keep going to the movie theaters. Right. You know, when Captain America 4 comes out uh, and, uh, you know, Sam Wilson is uh, Captain America. I, I doubt the Flag Smashers are going to pop back up. I don't think a lot of these characters are going to pop back up. I, I really just don't think this is required watching material. You know, you, you, even for WandaVision, you know, it, the only mm-hmm. thing it supposedly could explain is maybe why there's a white vision out there running around. You know, well, when Doctor, Strange, when Doctor yeah. Strange comes across uh, Wanda in his uh, movie coming up, really the only difference to him as a character is a slightly different suit. And, you know, I guess now she's taking magic a little bit more seriously, but really anybody, even without these TV shows could just assume that she's kind of always just practicing in the background. You know, that's just kind of her thing. Well, I think, I think the, the um, expansion of her power is important and she's trying to get her kids. And if you didn't watch it and figure out she had kids, you'd be like, what the hell's going on? I think, I think that's why it's important. Yeah. This one's setting up, you know, again, a, a new, captain america which is getting a movie you know they've they've been they've probably been sitting on that for a while i'm going to be honest um so we get a captain america 4 movie that's going to tie into this and then possibly the thunderbolts but like you know it's it's the end of the show that makes the changes it's nothing along the way that's been doing anything like you're we're saying like you could probably not watch anything and binge it all the last day and be like yeah i get it and i'm good and rather than have to do the week by week kind of deal with this so the next one we get is um loki god yes. i hope that's way better um, that was uh that was the that was the palate cleanser on Friday night. My yeah. wife my wife felt a very similar way uh, to Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and I was just like, you know what? I just realized you haven't watched the new Loki trailer yet. I threw that up on there, and I asked her what she thought, and she was like, "This looks great because it actually looks and feels like a movie." And I was like, "Yes, I totally agree." So yeah. I feel like Loki uh, and Chris, I, I should have listened to you. You were totally right. You kept saying that out of the three, this is the one that you were looking forward to the most, and yeah. I I think you're going to be totally right. Even though I am much more positive on WandaVision, but yeah. uh, really at the same at the at the same time, uh, MCU movies are so much more rewatchable because the length. Yeah. I don't know even if I even if I really liked WandaVision or even if I really really like Loki, I don't know if I'm really ever going to sit down and rewatch them, mm. especially considering that these shows may or may not be getting sequels. I know, I know Loki, there might be a possibility there, but the only reason I ever went back and watched Daredevil, which is very long. I mean, that's like 13 hours to sit through to watch all the first season of Daredevil. I would go back and maybe rewatch them when the defenders was about to come out or when like uh, maybe a new season was dropping just yeah, to connect. I wouldn't, down I wouldn't I even do on. that. It's just so like you could almost watch, you could watch a whole phase of MCU movies in the time it takes to watch this a, a show kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so I just I, I just don't think even no matter how good these are, which is not really good for Disney Plus considering what they ultimately want to do is build up a catalog is I don't think I'm ever going to go back and really rewatch these. I feel like mm-hmm. I got what I needed out of them to ultimately go back to the theaters and 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 well, watch the movie. So <laughs> You know, I don't. I don't know if ultimately that is the is the best sign for Disney Plus, yeah. but they're destroying all of their subscription projection goals, so they do not care what I think or have to say because they're making money hand over fist, and it doesn't matter. <laughs> right. Well, I think I, I, again, I'm not negative on these. They're like fifty percent. They're like going back and watching again, like the first three Marvel movies, right? Like Iron Man one's good, but it doesn't hold up. The Incredible Hulk, you know, depending on how you feel about it, like it's fine. Like this, this these shows are just fine, and. You know, the end of the, the the is what you're waiting for, but like, uh, I don't need to go back and watch it. But so I, I agree with that. So I'm like, I'm sitting at 50%. Like these are 
at the end of the day, I'm like, yeah, it's fine. It's whatever. Like, where's it, when's the next movie? When's the next high budget thing coming out? Because uh, if yeah. you're given a high I, budget I, movie, I, you're getting a lot more in that two hours and you're for six hours here. I, I have never been more excited uh, for Black Widow. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, even though it has a little bit of prequelitis for me, you know, it's, it's, it's a time that we've already passed uh, and a character that is unfortunately already gone. So uh, we won't mm-hmm. be there. Not a whole lot of tension. If you go back there, oh, she's but not going to die. There's a lot of <laughs> questions in that movie though. So yeah, but I'm, man, I'm do I that. do I want like a a a, a comprehensible two hour narrative? I'm 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 begging, I'm begging it, especially after watching uh, Kong versus Godzilla, after watching Mortal Kombat, after watching six episodes of this. Just I, I want to watch something thought out so bad, something mm-hmm. brand new that's thought out. I'm begging, I'm begging you people, please. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm uh, yeah. So hopefully Loki gives us something new again. Um, hopefully that doesn't give you prequelitis with a dead character, but you know. Deal with different timelines. Sign me up. I want to see some action. So we'll look mm. forward to June around the corner. That was a catharsis for me, Chris. It's out of my system. I feel good. I know, right? Two mediocre things all in one day. All in one weekend <laughs> right here. Uh, if people want to know uh, more about the show, where they can find that Mortal Kombat review, where can they do to that? Well, you can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to catch up with you, where can they find you? Oh, uh, you can uh, if you, in case there's a catch up shortage, you can catch up with me on Twitter, <laughs> Valdan V A L D A N or Instagram Valdan. There is a ca- there is a catch up shortage, isn't there? Is yeah, that there is. That, yeah, yeah, so I'm referencing. <laughs> I'm actually I'm actually making a joke, but also being very timely with it. Bring uh, real real world events into the oh, show. Also, I really I'm really hungry. I want some food. Maybe it involves ketchup. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so yeah, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Valdan Valdan eighty seven. Uh, people know more about the show, more about what we do. Where can they find that at? And, and, oh, and this is, reminder, we're taking off next week. But yes, after this that. is going to be a this is going to be a wrap up special for Chris, who is literally about to eat himself alive. Yeah. It's a very simple ask. Just head on over to Super. Superheroslate.com. Uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. You can get merch at superheroslate.com slash store. And as always, we love super fans of Superhero Slate. And if you want to be a super fan, all you have to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy. And this is normally where I'd say we're here every week, but next week we're taking a break and we'll be back mm-hmm. the week after, which I'm sh- with, I'm sure a ton of news to go over. So yes. uh, stay subscribed and stay tuned, everybody. All right. We'll see you guys in two weeks. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. Also, again, Key Lime Kit Kats. You let me know if you want one. Mm, I think I'll be able to find one on my own. But if I if I start to if I start to struggle, I'll reach out.